Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. I ask right now that it becomes a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. I ask right now that it becomes a fire and devours everything going on around us in Jesus' name. And I thank you that it penetrate our very being on today. And I thank you that the word will quicken us today. It will bring life unto us today. And Father, I thank you that we have been. I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live. It's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us in Jesus name. Amen. If you would, once again, let's go back to Ephesians and I'm going to start with Ephesians verse eight, chapter six, verse 18. And we want to hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say unto the church today, because we have to understand this is God speaking. This is his word, and we want to pay attention to what God has to say. It's not about us. It's all about him. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, verse 18. I'm reading out the New King James Version, and now it reads, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Let me read it again. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplications for all the saints. You may be seated. I'm going to talk about another piece of armor that some of us um, have not looked at as a piece of armor, which is prayer. Before I go into this dealing with prayer, I want to talk about the sword of the spirit a little bit again. Because last Sunday we was talking about that sword. We talked about the helmet and then it said the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. In order for you to use that sword at all times, the word must be in you. It must be rooted and grounded in you. It's attached to that belt of truth. It's attached to what is written. But if you don't meditate on that word day and night and observe to do all that's written therein, you won't be pulling that sword of the spirit, which is a rhema word, which is a spoken word. It is what God has spoke to your heart in difficult situations. If you've been in any situation and all of a sudden a word come up out of you, that's the sword of the spirit. That's a rhema word. That's God speaking to you from his word. But the Holy Spirit cannot bring forth God's word if you don't have that word deeply rooted in you. This is why we have so much division amongst us because you got some that's in the word and you got some that's not in the word. So when they're using the word, when the Holy Spirit is bringing forth to them what God wants to say, people get mad because they don't understand the sword of the spirit. 
The sword has to be used at all times, y'all. This is why it's called the sword of the spirit. It's going to go in and it's going to cut. When that sword go in, it's supposed to pull out everything that's not like God. It's going to cut going in. It's going to cut coming out. When it go inside of you, it turns. That soldier, when it takes and um, attacks somebody, that sword goes in. He turned that sword and he pulled out everything that's on the inside so when you use the word of God do not take it lightly because the word of God is going to go in you and it's going to do a work on the inside of you and whatever is not like God that represent darkness it's going to pull it up out of you because God wants you to bring forth fruit and then the, the other part of that sword is it goes in. Once you plant that seed, once you meditate on that seed, come on, it's going to come out of your mouth and it's going to bring some life in the midst of you. You cannot go on head knowledge. You will have people that can quote this Bible from the front to the back, from the back to the front. They can quote it verbatim. But if you don't see lifestyle change, it means nothing. You can be around a person, they can give you scripture after scripture after scripture, but they're still live, living like a heathen. A sinner will quote the word. Satan quoted the word, but God ain't going to release no life in the midst of mess. He's not. God is a good God. He's about light. He's not about darkness. So don't get upset when you round people and they keep quoting the word and quoting the word. It have to come from the spirit. That word have to be a spoken, a rhema word. That's what's going to bring life. It ain't about standing up here on this pulpit and quote, 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 quote. My lifestyle have to line up with what I'm giving you across this pulpit. My lifestyle have to line up to what you hear me saying when the word of God is being spoken to you. You know it's bringing you some life. So you know where I've been. You got a lot of people, they bring you a lot of scripture. But ain't nothing coming from that scripture. You can read it yourself. But when they really dig deep into the word of God and they get illumination and they get revelation and the light of God is shined upon that word. And when they begin to open their mouth, you know they've been with God because it's rhema coming out of their mouth. It's bringing life unto you. So don't take the word of God lightly because we're in a battle. And in this battle... You have to have on your armor. And we went over the belt of truth. That is what's written. We shall know the truth. The sh truth shall make us free. And we, the, Jesus said in John 17, sanctify them in truth. For my word is truth. The word is going to set you apart. It's going to set you apart from the world. When you're in the word of God, come on. The glory of God is revealed all over you. When people are around you, they know change have come. Y'all, God is so good. You can be in a place and you don't have to say nothing. And people know who you are. They'll know what you stand for. So I'm telling you, wherever you go, the presence of the Lord go with you. Because you can't do nothing but show up and show out for Jesus. Why? Because when you open your mouth, it is him speaking. It is not you. He said, when you open your mouth, he said, I will feel it. So what we got to understand is we have to keep the word in our heart. We have to pay attention to his words and climb our ears unto his sayings. Let them not depart from what? 
our eyes and keep them in the midst of our heart for they are life to those that find them and their health, their medicine to our flesh. The enemy don't want you in the word because he know as long as you're out of the word, you're going to be in a dark place. How many know that when you don't get in this word, even though things look good, you're in a dark place. You have to have on the whole armor. So we got on the belt of truth. By putting on that belt of truth, knowing what is written, we're born again. We can put on that breastplate of righteousness, knowing that we're in right standing with him. He who knew no sin became sin for us. So we could become what? The righteousness of God. What? Through him. So after we put on that breastplate of righteousness, we got the gospel, the, sh- the shoes of peace, which is the gospel. We're going to stand firm on what we believe. And we know that we're no longer what? Enemies with God. We've been reconciled to him by who? By Jesus Christ. So when we're in that battle, we can have peace and we can stand firm on what we believe and we won't be moved by the storms that come in our lives. Come on, somebody. Have you ever been moved so quickly and say, how am I moved so quickly? Because your feet is not firmly planted on what you believe. See, when those storms are raging, the peace that God give us, it keeps us in the midst of that storm. So the peace he give us is not like the world's peace, y'all. The world's peace is a peace that wait until everything is okay. And that's when we're okay. Come on, y'all. The world's kind of peace, we wait on man to say we okay, and then we know we okay. But God's kind of peace, we don't have to wait on nobody to say you're healed, you delivered, you set free. We already know what we are, and we don't have to wait on a call for anybody to tell us who we are. And come on, somebody, I'm getting happy behind this pulpit. See, God's kind of peace is not waiting on man to say we okay. God's kind of peace is based on what his word has already said outside of what's going on around us. So we got to have those shoes of peace. Then the next thing is, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. And even with us having the shoes of peace dealing with the gospel, when we know what the word of God is saying to us, we can give that same word, the gospel of the kingdom to somebody else to let them know what God has already done. And that brings us peace. So then what else do we have after we have those shoes of peace? We have what? The shield of faith. When you got that shield of faith up, you faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God. So each time you speak in that word of God and you believe in what the word says, your shield is what? It's up. The enemy wants you to put that shield down because when you put that shield down, come on, he attacks your heart. He attacks what you believe and that's when doubt and that's when unbelief come. But when we have that shield of faith up, we're standing on what God word has said to us. Faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. God, I don't have to see it to believe it. I believe it because you already said it. So my shield is up. And then the next thing we have is the helmet of salvation. We have to protect our head with the word of God. The soldiers, they had that helmet on and it covered the back of their neck. Why? Because they would come with an axe and chop off a sword and chop off their head. And when they chop off the head, the body go everywhere. 
That's why we have to keep our minds renewed according to the word of God. And every time we keep our mind renewed according to the word of God, when the enemy comes in with the thought, we can get rid of that thought. We can cast it down because if we don't, our bodies will be everywhere. We'll be full of anxiety. We'll be full of fear. Things come to make our body act out of its norm, doesn't it? Come on, when you get a bad report, your body act like it want to shut down. Come on, somebody. When somebody scare you, your body just, just go limp. Come on, that's your body. You have to guard your thoughts. You have to guard your mind. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it or what? The issues of life. I went over the sword. Now we're going to go into prayer. So somebody said, well, how is prayer part of this armor? Because prayer is communication with God. You got to stay in communion, communication with the commanding officer, which is God himself. You can go on that battlefield, but you need to be in communication with him at all times. This is why the Bible say, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. But then it says, acknowledge him what? In all your ways and then he will direct your paths. So every chance we get, being that we trust in God, we're leaning on him, having confidence in him. We want to go to him. Even while we're in battle, it reminds me of Jehoshaphat. When Jehoshaphat had three armies, y'all, coming out against him, I believe it's 2 Chronicles 20. He had those three armies coming out against him. The first thing that Jehoshaphat did, Jehoshaphat began to fast. He began to pray. And all the people that was under Jehoshaphat, they began to fast and pray with him. And Jehoshaphat was only giving God the word. The word was coming out of Jehoshaphat's mouth. But at the end of his prayer, he said, God, we don't know what to do. But our eyes are on you. Come on, you can be have all your armor on. You can be geared up and ready for battle. But all of a sudden, something hits and you, you got to talk to the commanding officer. And say, God, I know I've been walking right. I know I've been talking right. I know I've been doing what I need to do. But it's something that's not working out in this situation. Because I know what you said, God, and I know it ain't you. So it has to be me. So I want to talk to you for a little bit. That's what prayer is. Prayer is not dependent on you. Prayer is dependent on God. So when we depend on God... It is in John 15 where it says that he is divine. We are the branch. Now, I don't want you to forget that he's divine. Divine is where you get all your nourishment from. You're the branch. So that branch is dependent on that vine in order to get nourishment. And when we're dependent on him, he said, if you abide in me, Abiding in him means I'm going to remain in him. My dependency is on him. Without him, I can do nothing. But guess what, church? I'm not without him because I'm dependent on him. I'm waiting on him. So that vine is giving the nourishment to that branch. So he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, y'all better catch it. If you abide in me, that means don't visit me. I want you to remain in me. I want this to be a place that you abide because you know everything you need comes from me. Ain't nothing 
that you have that let me put it this way everything you have depends on him you can't depend on yourself so if I know I'm depending on him I can't go to me to fix it I'm going to him and say wait a minute this is what you said so I'm abiding I'm remaining in that vine I'm taking my mind off of me I'm taking my mind off of what I have or what I think I can do y'all know what we do when we need something we go find another job we go work long hours or we look for another job to give us more money. They ain't abiding in that vine because if he didn't tell you to do it, why are you doing it? That means you're depending on you. You're trying to fix something that you messed up anyway. So what we need to do, we need to go back. We need to get in communication with the commanding office and say, I messed up. I should have been doing this, but I didn't do it. So Lord, I need some clear direction from you. Show me the way I should go. Instruct me, teach me, guide me with your eye. Because I can't do this no more. It ain't about me. It's all about you. First thing you got to do is recognize what you did do and what you didn't do. And once you come into recognition of that, your heart is going back to him. So he said, if you abide in me and my word, there go the key. If you abide in me and my word abide, that may remain in you, he go to ask him. If you remain in him and you know you're remaining in him and you know you're abiding in him and you know his word is abiding in you. Guess what? When you open your mouth, you can ask what you will and it shall be given. Why? Because it's going to be according to his word. I'm going to say it again. He's divine. We're the branch. Just don't get it twisted. He's divine. We're the branch. You're not divine. You're the branch. And some of us have broken off from him without self-righteousness because we think we can fix. We think we can fix our marriage. We think we can fix our kids. We think we can fix our finances. We think we can fix our health. We think we can fix everything by doing things outside of what he said. Come on, y'all. We come up with stuff to fix us. Come on. How many in the fixing business? Oh, every hand in this building is supposed to be raised. Because some of you try to fix something this morning and it didn't work. Come on. We always trying to fix something. We're trying to make it work for somebody. But I have learned When you depend on that vine, when you go to that vine and say, listen here, God, I can't do this. Just like Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat quoted the word back to God. He knew what God did way back then. But then he got to the end. He said, Lord, he said, we don't know what to do. What did he say? But our eyes on you. Didn't he say, we don't know what to do. Come on, these are three armies. Three armies coming up against them. Who wouldn't go to God? Come on, y'all. Come on, if you have three storms coming your way, how are you going to fix a storm? Are you going to get out there and hold out your hands and say, oh, help me, help me. No, you're going to go to God. And you're going to say, God, what do you want me to speak to this storm? What do you want me to say to this storm? Come on, that's prayer. That's communication with God. 
But in order to do it, you got to have some word in you. If you abide in me, first thing is abiding in him, is trusting him. And if you trust him, you're going to remain there. You're not going to go nowhere else. Because when you say you trust God, ain't nobody else in the equation. It's just God, 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 God. Ain't nobody else in the beginning, in the middle, or at the end. Come on, somebody. It ain't no, okay, if A don't work, I'm going to go to B. Uh Uh-uh. It's God by himself. Did y'all not know God don't need no help? He used you as an instrument to carry out what he's already done. Y'all don't get it, do you? God's already done it. He said, I already done it. You just need to know what I already done and carry out what I already done. Quit trying to carry out something on your own and I'm not in it. And you telling people I'm in it and ain't nothing happening. See, when God is in a thing, when you go to God and God tell you what to do and you do it, come on, it began to manifest. It began to happen. And it looks like in the natural, nothing is happening. But when you speak in the word, the angels of the Lord, they're carrying that word where that word need to be. And they're changing the hearts of that man or that woman that need to be changed on your behalf. God is the one that turns the king heart towards you. So the only thing you got to do is go to the commander and talk to him and commune with him and hear what he has to say. Come on, tell your neighbor, say he's divine. Say, you're the branch. Quit trying to be divine. So we see that prayer is communing. It's communication with God. And we look at Jesus himself. Jesus always communed with his father. Y'all, I don't know about you, but I like talking to my daddy. My earthly father. Hey there, what you doing? What you up to? We hold conversation. He talk about Jesus. He, you know, I let him talk. It's whatever's in you is going to come out of you. Amen? Amen. If you full of him, when you, when you call somebody that's full of Jesus, they're going to talk. Amen. Whatever you full of is what's going to come out of you. If you full of mess, that's what you're going to hear when you call people all the time. Nothing but mess. And you, okay, talk to you later. Bye. So I love talking to my earthly father. I love communing with him. When I hear his voice, I'm saying, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm hearing my dad's voice. So when it comes to, oh, y'all, when it comes to the heavenly father, I don't know about you, but the day I got born again, I knew something had taken place in my life, but I didn't know quite what it was because I felt like I'm born again. I'm saved. But what is born again and what is saved and why did Jesus die on the cross? And I don't feel any different. Nobody taught me all what I'm teaching you. I didn't get all what y'all are getting. So I'm going on. Nobody told me nothing about his death, burial, and resurrection. Nobody told me about the kingdom of God. Nobody told me that I was going to still feel depressed even though I'm born again. Because I thought once I get born again, depression is going to leave. How about y'all? So we had a lot of these thoughts. But the thing is, your spirit is what got changed. And in order to get 
from your spirit everything you need from God your mind have to be renewed according to the word of God the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead quickens your mortal body it brings life to your mortal body so as soon as you speak the word of God as soon as that word is spoken and it's a rhema word that's spoken your body come into alignment I don't know about y'all but I know my whole attitude begin to change when I hear my father speak to me. When I hear that rhema word come from my father, my whole attitude change, my whole outlook change. And I say, oh yeah, I can make it. I can do all things through Christ with strength in me. I'm going to live and not die. And I'm going to declare the works of the Lord. I do have the peace of God because he told me that he left me peace. And the kind of peace he give me, it ain't like the world's peace, y'all. It's a peace that passes all understanding. It's a peace that guards my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus. Come on, when God remind you of the peace he has given you. Come on, that's when you begin to rise. You begin to rise and shine because the spirit of the Lord has come upon you. See, when you're in the word of God, you commune with him all the time. You commune with him all the time. And people get upset when you spend so much time with your father. He ain't going to let no one or nothing get over on you. God's going to have you to be an accountant. He's going to have you to be a doctor. He's going to have you to be a lawyer. He's going to have you to be a car salesman. He's going to have you to be whatever he needs for you to be to let them know you ain't getting over on my door. Oh, y'all don't understand where I'm coming from. Mm-mm. He ain't going to let nobody get over on you. He won't do it, y'all, because when you sit with him every day, and you commune with him every day. He'll even let you know the ones that chitter-chatting about you. Laughing in your face. But yet talking behind your back. And then he'll rise up and say, bless those who curse you. Love those who hate you. He said, now I want you to pray for those who spitefully use you. Come on, somebody. My father. My heavenly father loves me, y'all. Prayer is communing. Jesus took the time to commune with the commander and chief. Mark 135 say, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight. Oh, let's stop right there. How many of us want to really truly commune with him? When you can rise before daybreak. Now, I ain't talking about rising before daybreak because you heard bad news. Now you can get you behind out the bed. I'm talking about rising before daybreak, before anything break loose. Before you hear any bad news, you just want to be with the father. It said he rose a long time before daylight. He went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. Jesus went somewhere to be alone. How many of us go to a place to just be alone? 
just to say, Father, I just want to be with you. I know with my times with the Father, I'll sit there and I'll see us in a park. And there'll be a bench in the park. And I'll take and sit beside my father. I'll lay my head on his shoulders or I'll just lay right there in his lap. And I'll say, Father, how's your day? What you up to today? And then I'll begin to laugh. I'm like, oh, you God. (laughs) So you have those conversations with him. God, I want to hear your heart. I want to hear what's on your heart. And on God's heart is everybody. But it may be a particular person that he shares with you that's on his heart. That he wants you to pray about that particular person because they own his heart. And he said, I'm going to give this person to you because I can trust you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because it ain't all about us. Because we go to him all the time with me, myself, and I. It may be me on Monday. It may be... I on Tuesday and maybe myself on Wednesday. But it's all about me, myself, and I. Every day of the week. Lord, you see what they done. Lord, I ain't got no money. Lord, I ain't feeling good. Lord, these children. Lord, these people in this church. Lord, 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 Lord. But when you got on that whole armor. And I'm just using that for an example because that's not me. (laughs) When you got on that hole, you ain't thinking about you. You're thinking about, Lord, how can I help somebody? Lord, what can I do today that you would have me to do? I don't want to, I can plan it, but God, you got to direct it. And the Bible says, if I delight myself in him, he would give me the desires of my heart. That means his desire is my desire. That's delighting myself in him. Saying, God, what would you have to be done today? Order my steps today. First of all, in your word. Because if the commander is going to talk to you, he talks to you according to his word. So you got to get into the word. I'm going to say get into the word and get out of everything else you're in. And once the word get into you, you'll know how to talk to people. You'll know how to act around people. You'll know where to go and where not to go. Because the word will keep you. The word will give you everything that you need. And sometimes we think we need so much, but we don't. It's things that we desire. But is it what God want for us for that time? That's why we have to go to God. Just like Jesus. He went to God. He walked in the flesh as a human. He still went to his father to pray. Why is God bringing this today? Because we got some non-praying folk in the church. Yeah, I said it. Non-praying folk in the church. So that's why we're going into this other piece of the armor. You got to stay in communication with God. Hebrews eleven six. we know this and without faith, it's impossible to please him. Those that go to him must know that he is, that he does exist. 
before we can even talk to God, we got to know that there is a God and he exists. And guess what? He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. See, when you seek him, you got to seek him with your whole heart. Not just part of it. God said, I want all of you. I don't just want part of you. I want the whole heart. I want the part you gave to your husband, your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your friends, your job. I want all of you when you come to me. Who diligently. It's a heart thing, y'all. Prayer is a heart thing. Prayer is a heart thing. We got to get our minds off of just our little circle. I remember years ago, I used to pray just for my family. Come on, we got some people in here just praying for their family. Ain't about nobody else but your family. And it's a lot going on around the world. It's okay to pray for your family, but it's more than just your family. It's more than just your family going through. It's a lot of people that's going through. It's a lot of people that have different situations going on. It's a lot going on in this world, y'all. And that's why when we get before God, God shares his heart with us. And as he shares his heart with us, we begin to pray according to what God is sharing with us. Why? Because God said, when I share it with you and you begin to speak it out, he said, my angels is going to go carry it out because they hearken unto the voice of the Lord. You're my voice in on the earth. And if anything going to change, give voice to my word. You got to give voice. You can't be thinking it on the inside. It got to come out. That's that other sword. That sword go in to bring out what's not of God. But when that sword come out of your mouth, it's bringing life. So we look at Luke twenty two forty four. y'all, was when Jesus, it was time for him to be crucified. And Jesus was telling them to... To pray, to watch as well as pray. We know they fell asleep. He said the flesh is willing, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. How many can agree with Jesus? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So this is what Jesus did. And being in agony. Come on, y'all. He was human. He was in the flesh. He prayed more earnestly, more intently. How many of us? have been in a situation that we begin to pray more earnestly more into come on come on somebody you in a situation nobody can help you but God and you begin to pray earnestly intently this was dealing with the agony and then it says then his sweat this is how he was praying intensely he was sweating And it said it became like great drops of blood. Like. Like. It wasn't blood. But the sweat, the way it was coming, it was like blood was pouring out of him. That's why you got to read your word. Falling down to the ground. He was in in earnestly in prayer. Come on, when you earnestly in prayer, when your whole heart is in it. Come on, somebody. 
you know you're right there before God. Are we earnestly in prayer the way we need to be in prayer? Come on. And in order to do that, you have to be what? In the word. Y'all, it always go back to the belt. The belt hold up everything else. Actually, the sword of the spirit is attached there. Then that shield is attached also. Faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word. So we got to understand everything comes back to the word of God. So we want to commune with God. We want to be able to commune. We want to be able to communicate with him. And when our commanding officer is saying, Amanda, I'm saying, yes, Lord, your servant hear you. We got to be ready at all times to hear what he has to say to us and get everything else out of our ears. That brings me to Luke 10. It's talking about Mary and Martha. I believe it's in Luke 10, 38 through 42. It talks about Mary and Martha. Now, Martha, it says in the word that Jesus entered a village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him in her house. Now, check this. Martha is the one that opened the door and welcomed Jesus. How many of us open our door and we welcome people in our house? Come on, somebody that want to come to your house. I know if I go to Apostle House, she'll open the door. She said, come on in. Take a seat. Y'all want y'all to grab this. Take a seat. Come sit a while. So Martha let him into her house. Now check this, y'all. She let him in. She welcomed him into that house. But then it said, and she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Now listen at this. Martha is the one. That invited him in her house. She welcomed him in the house. Mary, when he came in the house, she sat at his feet. But the Bible says that the one that welcomed him in the house, it says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. Stop right there. In prayer, when you go to him and you communicate with him, you sitting down before the Father, it's a lot of distractions that come. The dishes is a distraction. Folding clothes is a distraction. I got the cook is a distraction. Uh-oh, can't sit here too long or be late for work. It's a distraction. So everything around you is distracting you from being at his feet. See, when you're earnestly seeking God, you can't just go into communing with him or communication without clearing your mind that's where praise and worship come in that's where you begin to sing songs unto him that's when you begin to praise him and worship him in spirit and in truth you just can't sit down with with everything going like a, a roller coaster the dishes the money oh lord how i'm gonna make it this week oh lord he said take no thought for tomorrow for tomorrow have enough troubles of his own. So we have to make sure that our minds are toned in to him. Like Martha, she was so distracted and it looked good what she was doing. She was trying to serve him. But she was serving him in the wrong way. He said, only thing I want you to do is sit. He said, I just want to talk with you. I just want to commune with you. Just sit. Be still. 
know that I'm God. Now, let's say I went to Apostle's house. She opened the door for me. I went and sat down. And I'm just sitting and I'm awaiting. I'm a sitting and I'm awaiting. And I'm hearing pots and everything everywhere. And apostles in there trying to cook this and trying to cook that. And I'm just sitting there and say, I just want to have a conversation with you. I don't want none of your food. I just want to talk. I got something on my mind. I just want to share it with you. How many has went somewhere to somebody's house and they act like you ain't there? What's the point of dropping in? You want to drop back out. Come on, somebody. Their mind is everywhere. And then when you do talk to them, they talking about this, that, and the other, and the third, whatever you call it. Come on. I, I just came over to talk to you. And you all out there in the chicken coop, I could care less about them chickens. Bring it on back. Come on, I just want to sit here. I just want to sit here and just talk to you, but don't be casting all your stuff on me. Come on, do you think our Heavenly Father don't know what you're already going through? Come on, he already know. He already know that was going to happen. So Martha was so distracted. And she had the audacity and approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me here to serve alone? Come on, how many of us go to God? Do you not care what that no good rascal said to me? Do you not care how he's sneaking out on me? God, why didn't you tell me? Do you not care? And Jesus answered and said to her, had to call her twice, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled. About many things. God is speaking to somebody in this house. He's calling your name. And he said you're worried and you're troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. Being at my feet. Oh, don't you know at the feet of Jesus is everything you need. Come on, you're right at his feet. Everything you need, every trouble you have, you laid it at his feet. He said, Mary is doing what is needed and Mary has chose the good part, which will not be taken away from her. You got people, you got people that's close to you that the devil used to try to take you from the father's feet. With their shenanigans. With crazy mess. But I love what the apostles done. When they come to the apostles. About the widow women not being waited on. They said I want you to choose. Men of what? Just full of faith. Mainly full of the spirit. And he said I want you to choose them. And put them over this word. And leave us to the word and prayer. Prayer means something. The word means something. And the devil want to take you from away from the word and prayer. Because both of them go together. Because without the word, there is no prayer. 
And some of us, we want people to see us, hear us, be attached to us. We want to stand up in the crowd. We want people to know what we're going through. What can they do for you? It's all right. You'll be okay. Come on, I want some word over me. I want people to pray for me that know him, that's acquainted with him, that know what the words say. I don't want you speaking nothing out your mouth that the word didn't say concerning me. So Martha was distracted. Do we have Martha's in the house? Do we have people that's always distracted about what they got to get done, but they haven't talked to the commander today? Do we have people that's so worried about getting promotion on the job, you ain't talking to the commander to see if that's where he wants you to be? Come on, our minds have to be on him. Do we have people that's so looking into their children's business that ain't about God's business? Because when you're about God's business, he's going to help you with your churn business. Anything you need help with, you just need to get at his feet. You need to talk to him and get to know his voice. He said, my sheep, they know my voice. And a stranger's voice, they're not going to follow. No mean you have become acquainted. It behooves me. How in relationships with boyfriends and girlfriends and husbands and wives, we get to know each other so well. We act like we can't breathe without them, can't eat without them. And some of you say, I can do without them. But I beg you to differ. When you're in a relationship so long, whether good or bad, and that relationship in. If you don't get yourself right, you taking them with you because they're in your heart. And God said, I want you to make room for me. Gloria, get that um, CD together. Make room is by um, Jonathan McReynolds. God want us to make room for him. He want to be first and foremost in our lives. And the only way that he can do it, we got to get rid of everything else. We got to seek ye first the kingdom, his way of being, his way of doing, his righteousness. And the Bible said all of these things will be added unto us. Women, we don't seek men. No, you don't. You don't seek a man, women. You don't be falling all over a man. You fall all over Jesus. And whomever need to be in your life, they'll find you. They will truly find you. I remember my granddaddy told me, he said, man, you don't have to be going here and there to find a man. You can stay home. I said, granddaddy, come on now. Who going to find me out here? But he knew what he was talking about. I'm considered I'm in the woods, but I wasn't in the woods. But I'm like, how are they going to find me at home, granddaddy? How are they going to find me in the house? <laughs> I didn't understand. Because when you're about your father's business, whomever God have for you. Oh, I want to say this to the ones that seeking and searching. Quit saying, I ain't going to have nobody. Nobody ain't going to find me. You delaying the progress. 
you putting death on yourself. Quit saying nobody interested in me. Start speaking the word over your life. Start spending time with the father and say, God, whom you have for me is for me. Next thing is praying according to his will. The only way we can pray according to his will is praying according to his word. His word is his will. First John 5, 14 and 15 says, now this is the confidence, the boldness, the assurance that we have in him. You got to have boldness. You got to have confidence. You got to have assurance in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. When you pray in God's will, God hears his will because his will is his word. And it says, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. If you're praying his will, you're praying his word, you're praying his his will is his word. You got God attention because God hears his word. The angels hearken unto the voice of God. So what happens is when you pray in the word of God and those angels are right there listening, they're on assignment. God said, didn't you hear that? Move. He don't even have to tell them to move. They're going to move according to the word of God. They're not going to move according to negativity. We put in what we're doing, our angels, guess what? They're, they're not working. They're unemployed with some of us. They say, I ain't got no work. I ain't had none all day. Can't go nowhere. Can't do nothing. Because they ain't speaking the word of God. That word is what those angels carry. The word of God. Hebrews 4.16 says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may find mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. So because of Jesus, we can go to the Father. The only way to the Father is through Jesus. Jesus is the one that's interceding on our behalf. Thank God for Jesus, amen? Thank God for his grace and for his mercy. And the thing that The scriptures say is praying always. And I talked about prayer, but praying always. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, that we pray without ceasing. That means that we don't stop praying. We don't give up. When you go to God and it seems as if things are not working, you don't give up. Things around you may look like they're tore up from the floor up, but you got to know that God heard his word. You got to know that it's already done. So you pray without giving up. You pray without stopping because you know God is who he say he is outside of the way it appears to be. And then we go to Luke 18 one. It talks about the woman who went to the unjust judge. Y'all remember that woman? She went to that unjust judge and she was commanding her land. And it says that when she was commanding that land, the unjust judge got tired of her coming. So he just gave it to her. So that's why it said, then he spoke a parable to them that men men always ought to pray and not lose heart. She didn't lose heart. She didn't give up. She knew what belonged to her. Come on, when you know what belongs to you, you don't lose heart. You don't give up. You say, that belongs to me. That's mine. You're not taking that from me. Come on, when you go to the bank and you know they took your money, 
You're going to go get a lawyer before you show out in that bank. Money will make people, money will make people cuss, will make people fight, because it's the love of it. And you'll stay in there and say, you're going to give me my money. I ain't leaving here till you give me my money. This deposit slip says, I deposited it on this day. Now, I don't understand why it ain't showing in your system. Well, ma'am, um, I'm so sorry, but it's not showing in your account. It's showing on this deposit slip. Well, I can't help what the deposit slip show. I'm just telling you it ain't in your account. We can't give you something that we don't see. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Jesus. I'm getting ready. And look, this is how we do. This is the Christian in us. Now you're going to cuss because you don't know nobody in there that know you. Ain't that what we do? We look around. Oh, Brother Willie. Willie. Now we can talk. Y'all know what we do. I ain't leaving out. Well, we're going to call, call them. I'm going to wait right here till they come. This is true. Because I'm reminded of a lady, two security guards in the mall, followed her out of the mall, say she stole something. So she went back in with them. They asked her to come back in. She went in. She said, actually, I didn't have to go back in. But I went back in. So they say, you stole this certain color top. She said, I didn't steal anything. They said, yes, you did. She said, I did not steal anything. So they said, well, we're going to have to call the cops. She said, call them. Go ahead and call the cops. So when the cop got there, she said, I, come back, I came back in here, but I didn't have to. I know my rights because I got people in my family that's cops, that's high up in rank. I know my rights. So they said, you took those clothes, that shirt. She said, no, I didn't. She had a bag on her back. She emptied the bag. She said, matter of fact, I'm a nurse. I just had a baby. He go, your pampers, pampers and stuff everywhere. She said, now show me what I stole. Show me where it's at. You don't have to get loud, ma'am. She said, no, you accused me of stealing. She said, matter of fact, show me the camera. If I stole it, show it to me. They didn't show it to her. She said, you seen me take five pieces of clothing in that room and I come out with none and you say I stole something. But she didn't give up her right. You see how loud we can get when we know we haven't done something? As Christians, I'm still talking about the armor. That armor will keep you in check when you're getting accused. And if that armor is on tight and right, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. You're going to be exalted in due season. When you know you ain't done nothing, you don't have to say nothing. Mm-mm. So we know this woman, she kept going. She kept going. And finally, she got that land. He used that to tell us, don't lose heart in prayer. Don't give up when you're praying. Sometime when we're believing God for something, it seems like it get worse instead of getting better. So we have to remember that whatever God says, God's going to do what he says. So he said, praying always. And then it talks about with all kinds of prayer. 
See, it's just some people get it mixed up. You got to know how to pray. That's why Jesus was teaching them how to pray. But it's all kinds of prayer that you pray. One prayer that's prayed is a prayer of thanksgiving. That's being grateful and thankful, thanking God for what he has done. We go back to Daniel. Y'all remember Daniel in the sixth chapter. It talks about when they was trying to find something on Daniel because Daniel had an excellent spirit. They could not find nothing on Daniel. But they said, what we'll do, we'll mess with the law of his God. So they was trying to get him to go against God, the one that he believed, the one that he trusted, the one that he relied in. So they said, this is what we'll do, King. If you sign this petition saying nobody can petition any other God except you. He signed it. But Daniel, this is what Daniel did. Now, when Daniel knew, check this out. When Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. And in the upper room with his windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day. And prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since his early days. That did not change Daniel. So let's talk about prayer in school. When you teach your children how to pray. They can sit at their desk and begin to thank God. Lord, I thank you. I already passed this test. Lord, I thank you that I'm who you say I am. Come on, they can still offer up the prayers to God regardless of what other people say. Because whatever's in you going to come out of you. I remember when I was going through on the job, I had a particular bathroom I would always go to and I would look to the hills from which cometh my help. And I would begin to cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't know what to do with this situation. Seemed like the more loving I am, the more hateful they become. Seem like they're coming at me, God, from the left, then from the right, then from all around. God, you're going to have to help me. And I remember I heard the spoken word, be not weary and well doing. You shall reap if you faint not. Thank you, Lord. Come out that bathroom, the devil waiting. Go back in the bathroom. Okay, Lord, you heard what they said, Lord. Same verse. Be not weary. And well doing, but you shall reap if you faint not. Y'all, I got so tired of hearing that same verse. I went in there. I said, God, you got to give me something else. How can he give me something else when I haven't taken in what he's given me? So I had to meditate on that verse. Be not weary in your well doing. When you know you're doing good, don't you get weary. He said, because in due season, he said, now, due season, when the time is right, you're going to reap if you faint not. Oh, when I could meditate on that and get revelation on that thing, y'all, I was reaping. Even though they did me wrong, it didn't matter because I remember what God told me. So this is why we need the word of God in us. And we need to meditate on what God is saying to us so we won't lose heart. So we won't faint in the midst of adversity. When we faint in the midst of adversity, our what? Our faith is weak. It's not strong. So then we have Daniel. He was thanking God. He still was praying to God three times a day. 
Y'all, we pray without ceasing. We continually keep praying. And you can do this. Anywhere you go, you can commune with God. Wherever you are, you can begin to talk with God. In your car, in your bathroom, uh, every room of your home. Hey, God, what's up? What you saying, God? Speak, Lord. Your servant is hearing. But it should be a place of silence where you can go to God every day. It's just you and him, that place. And when you have that place and you meet him there every day, y'all, it gets so exciting. Because that's just me and God. All right, God, it's me and you. But some folk don't have time for God. They're trying to make themselves look good and popular. They want people to see them. Let me tell you, everything we do, we do it unto the Lord. From the door on up here to the pulpit, everything in this church is supposed to be done unto the Lord. Let's don't get it twisted. When they're standing at the door, they're doing it unto the Lord they're supposed to bring in his presence when people come in then when they get greeted with the usher they suppose they may come in distraught but all of a sudden that usher is standing there and they've been before the Lord and they've been in prayer and the Lord spoke to them and he said you know what it's a person that's going to come through that door and I'm going to let you know when they come through that door I just need for you to lay your hands on the shoulder I don't need for you to say nothing so when they walk through the door you say welcome And they said, whoo, I feel the peace of God. Because you commune with him that morning. You talk with him that morning. And he told you what to do. Come on, everything that you do, you do it unto the Lord. But you can't do it unto the Lord if you're not spending time with him. If you don't know his heart. If you don't know what he wants you to do. You can't come into the house of God with the attitude because your husband made you mad this morning. Shake, shake, shake. Shake the devil off. In the name of Jesus. Shake him off. That's why you got to commune with him. Come on, you got to get before him. You can't just be in a a hurry and a rush. Because the Bible says, be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But through prayer and supplication with the thanksgiving make your request made known unto God then the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus whatever you do do it unto the Lord don't do it just to get accolades don't do it because you want somebody to see you but whatever you're doing you're doing it unto the Lord and he's being glorified and somebody's being healed through you the last Sunday when I was watching Tiffany dance I said ain't no way she can do what she do if it, was, if it wasn't for the Lord that was there helping her do it ain't no way she can move the way she moved if it ain't God helping her to move See, when you make your body, Tiffany, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, which is your act of worship. When you put yourself aside because you're not conformed to this world, but you're being ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you will know and prove what the good will of God is for your life. So when you get before God and you're saying, God, this is your body. 
So God, you know how your body needs to move through this song. So I'm turning it over to you because I can't do it myself. God, everything I hear, let the body move according to the word of God. Come on, in the world, how do you think they got doing the butt? Spirit of perverse, come on. That's a perverse spirit. How do you think that children are dying off of these rapper songs because it's death? He's speaking death in their ear. And you parents are letting them listen to death. Where did they come up with these songs? Because these rappers are about death, darkness. And this is what happened when it get in your head. You don't need the music no more. Because it's in your head and your body begin to move according to what's in you. Because it dropped down in your heart. So you moving, your body is moving according to what's rooted in it. A person that's stuck on pornography, they don't need no more magazines, women. It's already in them. So they got their own movie screen already in their head. So they don't need the magazines no more. They already downloaded it. And the only way to get it out of you and make your body a living sacrifice, come on, is to renew your mind according to who you are now that you're in him. If you've been out in the world so long and you had this one, that one, and, and the other one, you got to get renewed. Your spirit is what changed, but your flesh is on fire for lust. I'm going to help you. You got to be delivered from your exodus. They come out of Egypt, but Egypt didn't come out of them, people. Don't tell me you've been delivered when you ain't in your word dealing with what's going on with you. It's going to pop up and it's going to pop out. Get it? Pop up, pop out. Thank you. Next thing is united prayer. That means praying together with one accord. I'm only giving you a few. You cannot pray with any and everybody. God does not hear a sinner's prayer, not unless they're coming to him. Do not tell somebody that's not born again to pray to God because God don't hear that. He only hear his word when you are righteous. Because it's coming from Jesus. You got to be born again. So united prayer. Everybody cannot link up with you in prayer that's not born again. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. When they came together in prayer, let me give you this scripture, Matthew 18, 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree, you got to be in agreement. Now, I'm talking about church folks now. How can we come together unless we agree? You cannot ask somebody to pray with you just because they're born again too. Because if they're not in the word, they're not in agreement with you. If they don't know what the word is saying, they're not in agreement with you. When somebody asks you to pray for them, this is the first question you need to ask. What are you standing on? 
What do you believe in God for? If they can't give you an answer, I can't get an agreement with you. Because you can't even tell me the scripture you're standing on. Make sense? So you need to ask questions before you come into agreement with somebody that they ain't even agreeing with the word of God. It says, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. Example, Acts 1.1. When Jesus told them to go into the upper room. And when they went to the upper room, they went to the upper room so the power of the Most High can come upon them, right? It said, then these all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So all of them had the same word. Can I say it again? Had the same word, believing the same thing. Why is the church so much in division? Because everybody got different words. Everybody want to do something different, but not on one accord. You're going to have division. So they were on one accord. That's united prayer. If this church is believing for something, if you're going to be on one accord with this church, you got to know what they believe in for. And you got to stand with them for what they're believing for, not with what you think. One accord, according to the word. Then there's a prayer of intercession interceding on the behalf of others and standing in the gap genesis 18 remember when abraham was standing into the, in the gap dealing with sodom and gomorrah he was saying if there's he started out with how many righteous we're going to start out with 10 and then he went on and on and on so at the end i think it was 10 i want to make sure go back and read um Genesis 18, 22 through 33. So he was standing in the gap for them. But how many know that Jesus is standing in the gap for us? For us. So Jesus is standing in the gap. So whatever we need, that's why we pray in Jesus' name. Because it's not based on us, it's based on him. He's standing in the gap. He's interceding on our behalf. So you want to make sure that the people that are interceding on your behalf know what the word of God is saying. And, and sometimes we don't know how to pray for people as we ought. That's why we pray in tongues. We have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will pay, pray on the behalf of that person by speaking in tongues. So when you don't know how to pray for somebody, say, you know what, God? I don't know what they need, but you know what they need. So I'm going to pray on their behalf because I don't want to pray out of your will for that person. When you begin to speak in your heavenly language, the Father is hearing that. The Holy Spirit is interceding on the behalf of that person, on behalf of even your weaknesses. Amen. So we do need the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues because it helps to build us up in our most holy faith. So we want to make sure that we pray one for another. And sometimes you don't know what's going on with a person. But God will drop a name sometime before you. And he'll say, okay, God, you dropped this name. So evidently you want me to pray for this person. I don't even need to know what it is. I'll just pray in tongues. And as you begin to pray in tongues, God, if it's something you want me to pray in English, thank you for the interpretation of those tongues. And this is how you pray in English for that person according to what the spirit wants. Praying according to the spirit 
is praying in tongues, but we know that the spirit also is going to give you what the word is saying. He's only going to testify to what Jesus have already said. So the Holy Spirit is going to help you in prayer, dealing in your heavenly language. And he's also going to help you when you're just praying in English as well. So we depend on the Holy Spirit in prayer. So this is the whole armor, y'all. And we want to make sure we have on the whole armor of God. And we want to make sure that we're doing what the word of God tell us to do. We need to stay in communication with God. He is our father. Take time out. Get up a little earlier before work. And sit before God. Five minutes to end up in 25 minutes. You'll be getting up even early. How many of us sometimes sit at home, turn on the TV, watch a movie for two hours, and sit there all day long? Sit there for two hours. Come on. We all do. We all do. Can we take that time we're looking at a movie and just sit there and say, speak, Lord? What would you have your servant to do? Come on, y'all. We just need to change what we're doing and how we're doing it amen because prayer is what all of us need we need to pray one for another we need to seek God on the behalf every day I'm praying on the behalf of this church miracle temple I'm praying on the behalf of Jerusalem I'm praying on the behalf just just sending up prayers when I go down the road I'm just speaking God send your labors out today the harvest is plentiful but the labors are few I bind the hands of the enemy where he will blind the minds of the unbelievers, keeping them from believing this glorious gospel today. Lord, I thank you for the peace and prosperity of Jerusalem, peace within their walls, prosperity within their palace. Lord, I thank you for Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry and everybody that's on the prayer list. I'm speaking healing. I'm speaking deliverance. I'm speaking prosperity. I'm speaking peace. These are the, it's become a part of me. So when I open my mouth, it comes out on a daily basis. So this is what we're supposed to do and staying in communication with God to hear what God want to say. Um, a little testimony. Me and my husband went to the nursing home and when we went out there to the nursing home, I found out that it was another lady in another room. Um, she told my husband, it's something about you and your wife. I could feel it. Now we were in the hallway. She says, just something about you and your wife. I could just feel it with y'all just being here. And he probably can tell you better than I can. So when we would go out there, we would always bring something, not only for his mother, but some, for some more people. So I found out it was a lady's birthday. And I'm not saying this. It's not about me. It's all about him. And when you have the heart of God, you're going to do what you need to do and follow your heart. So on the day of my birthday, I found out it was another lady's birthday had the same birthday I had. So when I went back, I bought her some balloons and I bought her um, something to eat and I made her a shirt. So when I did all this for her, she said, I didn't get you anything. I said, you didn't have to give me anything. Just happy birthday. And we also gave her something to eat as well. So she was so excited over what was being done. Was it for me to be looked at? No. It was for them to know God loves you and God have people that don't even know you helping you. Then, then the other lady that was in the same room with her, she said, I heard your sermon. Oh, it was good. I watch you every morning at six o'clock. What we don't understand is y'all. Everybody go through something. 
And when we take the time to be there for others that's going through outside of us, it means a lot. When you don't have family around you that can say, I love you, or I'm here for you, people will mess all over you. So we have to be in a place to hear God, to know what to do and know how to do it and know when to come and know when not to come. Those that are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. We have to think of other people outside of ourselves. That's why prayer is so important, y'all. Let's stay in communication with God. The more you stay in communication with God, the more you can love each other. Amen. To God be the glory. Miss Gloria, did you find the song? Can you play it? Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.